Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod here, Chris Baker here with you on this Friday morning for another round of news. Chris, how are we looking for this weekend with the weather? In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy 82. In Houston, Texas, it is raining 94 with thunderstorms this weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy 70 with a sunny weekend. And in New York City, it is raining 79 with rain continuing through the weekend. Look, I am... To the 4th of July weekend, I might add. Yeah, it, I it can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe we're saying that. It's already about 4th of July. It, well, feels, it feels like things are just going so fast at this point. You know, I should have gave the Monday report because most people have Monday off because it's the federal holiday for 4th of July. So I should have just gave them Monday report, too. Mm. But don't you worry. I'll be working Monday just to report the news for all of y'all. And I'll be working as well. We'll be here, but... No, I can't believe it. It's already almost 4th of July. You know, we're a week into our graduated lives. Thank so, God. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm really excited because we just had our first storm, our first good storm here uh, yesterday. And, and might I add, welcome back, Matt. You weren't here Monday. I, I wasn't here Monday. Um, you were as, partying. A little bit, yeah. I was, I was having a good time. Went bowling, and it's you know, Chris, it it was too bad that you weren't there because I might have actually beaten you for once in my life. You know, there's a first for everything. It'll happen someday. I don't know when that day will be. It could be ten years down the line, but it'll happen eventually. Probably never, because I'm a very good bowler. I wouldn't go that far, but you know, I'm getting better and better, and I'm getting higher and higher numbers, and farther and farther away from you. Well, I've been getting better myself. You know, usually when we record an episode right after bowling, you know, I have to say, oh, my first game was like a 25, you know. No, I usually do terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually do absolutely garbage my first game. 25, 35 is usually my range for the first game. But I did so much better. So much better. I did uh, got 72 first game and 75 second game and actually won the second game. So progress. <laughs> I didn't I'm completely suck. But it, it was a good time, you know, blasted 70s music all the way there, all the way home. It was a good time, but it's nice to be back. It's it's. uh always nice to be back and recording and it's both of us now you know we have both of us back here there won't be any uh disasters hopefully it's always better when there's the two of us yeah because you you got to experience what it's like to record on your own for monday and well, see I, i've recorded on my own before but this time i recorded with all new equipment mm. so my problem was i wanted to make sure i was actually recording <laughs> And I wanted to make sure I actually sounded decent because I did a test run and you couldn't hear me at all. Oof. The next time it was very, very bad. Yeah. So, you know, I had like three computers in front of me working and you know what? That's the sound engineer's job, not mine. Well, glad to be back. Glad to be uh, in charge of the sound again. <laughs> and uh no, we we've got a a good show planned out for this morning. Lots of lots to cover, uh, so why don't we just jump right in? 
Okay, I'll start us off. We now know more about the creation and the scope and the duties of the House Select Committee to investigate the Capitol on January 6th. The House Speaker filed a 15-page resolution that would create the House Select Committee. And here is what we know at this time. 13 House members will sit on the committee. Five will be select in consultation with the House Minority Leader Republican, Kevin McCarthy, and the committee chair will be handpicked by the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. The committee will be tasked with several things, including investigating the facts, circumstances, and causes related to the January 6th attack of the Capitol, investigate the preparedness of local, state, and federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies, determine the, quote, influencing factors uh, related to this attack, including the online activities conducted by those who participated. The committee will also collect and build and analyze the evidence already uncovered by other House committees. The select committee will have subpoena power to produce a classified report on its findings. This report may also include new legislation to ensure this never happens again. After the vote Wednesday, it became official that there will be a select committee to investigate the attack on the Capitol. The vote was 222 to 190. Two Republicans voted yes. That was Representative Liz Cheney and Representative Kingsender. And 19 Republicans did not vote on the bill. As we just told you, they will need subpoena powers to find the answers they're looking for. The select committee will be made up of 13 members of the House of Representatives, and eight will be appointed by the House Speaker. The other five will be selected within consultation with the House Minority Leader. The chair will be selected by the House Speaker. There is no specific time frame for the select committee to reach all the answers that it needs or to produce the report that it is required to create. Now we will be seeing who is selected to sit on the committee, and we'll have more details about that as they come out. The House also passed a bill that would remove statues from the U.S. Capitol. The vote yesterday was 285 to 120. It calls for the removal of dozens of statues, including slavery supporter John Cahoon and Confederate President Jefferson Davis, a bust of former Chief Justices Roger Thomas, will also be removed. A similar bill failed in the Senate last year before Joe Biden became president, and Democrats took control of the Senate. If you haven't already opted out of the child tax credit, it is already too late. The deadline to opt out of the July payment was June 28th. So whether you like it or not, if you qualify, you are getting a payment on July 15th. That means if you financially qualify, the IRS will either be direct depositing or mailing you a paper check for either $300 or $250, depending on the age of your child. If you want to opt out for the rest of the payments, you have until August 2nd to stop the next one from coming. If you do not want the monthly child tax credit, go right now to irs.gov 
slash child tax credit 2021. Log into the portal and opt out. Continuing with the child tax credit, you can now update your banking information on the child tax credit update portal. The IRS made this change available Wednesday, but unfortunately your July 15th payment will be distributed based on the information the IRS already has. That means whatever bank information you put on your 2020 tax returns or 2019 returns will be used. Those who are not enrolled to get direct deposit will receive a paper check, but keep in mind, Paper checks definitely will take longer to get to you than a direct deposit. To confirm your direct deposit information is correct, you can log into your CTC portal. There, you will see the full bank routing number and the last four digits of the account number listed. If it is correct, do nothing. If it is incorrect, you can update the routing number, and the future payments will be sent to that account. Keep in mind, only one bank account number is permitted, and the entire payment of $300 or $250 will be deposited into that one account. You should check the portal before August 2nd for it to impact your August 15th payment. The IRS says the ability to make changes to qualifying dependents, change marital status and income that will all be coming in August. The eviction moratorium is here to stay. So says the Supreme Court in a five to four ruling Wednesday. The justices ruled against the group of landlords, real estate companies and real estate trade association saying the CDC overstepped its authority by issuing that moratorium and it was causing due burden on the landlords. The justices disagreed. Chief Justice John Roberts and Trump appointed Justice Brett Kavanaugh joined the three liberal justices on the decision. Kavanaugh said he agreed the CDC has overstepped authority, but the eviction moratorium is ending soon anyway. He added any more of an extension would need to be approved by Congress. Monday, we told you that the CDC extended the moratorium one more month. The new deadline is July 31st, and the CDC has said that it will be the last extension. Switching over to sports a little bit, and under a ton of pressure, the NCAA caved. College athletes can now make money off of their image, name, and likeness without jeopardizing their college eligibility. This is huge news for more than the 460,000 college athletes across the country. The NCAA Board of Directors voted on Wednesday on the resolution that impacts all three divisions, and the policy took effect yesterday. That means athletes can profit off of sponsorship deals, online endorsements, personal appearances, autograph signings, and can even seek out agencies to facilitate it all. According to the rules, though, they still cannot pay athletes for their athletic activities or use payments as recruitment incentives. The NCAA 
also said schools are responsible for determining whether or not those activities are following state laws. For example, some state laws prohibit athletes from endorsing alcohol, tobacco, or gambling products, while others prohibit athletes from using their school logos and other copyrighted materials in their endorsements. Several states across the country have already approved laws about how college athletes can profit off of their name, image, and likeness. But there is no federal standards at this point. So Wednesday, the NCAA ruling was just an interim policy until lawmakers in Washington can adopt a new law to govern these endorsements across state lines. College sports is big business, as you know, and universities across the country have been making millions, in some cases billions of dollars on the backs of these athletes who were never allowed to be paid directly for their participations under guidelines of maintaining their amateur status. All right, so that is what we have for you as far as the main news is concerned. Now we move into rapid news. And in New York, the minimum wage is being raised to $15 for fast food workers. The Supreme Court has upheld Arizona's voting laws that were recently passed. Nick, what do you got for Friday good news? All right. So this morning, we have a life being saved. And it was actually by two Boy Scouts putting what they know, you know, to great use. What happened was these two boys, 15 and 16 years old, they were just riding their bikes and uh, a storm had just recently passed through and there were a lot of floodwaters. Now this, as they were passing by this park, they saw this woman who was basically clinging onto this basketball hoop for dear life. You know, the floodwaters had gotten so bad that, um, you know, she was completely stuck there, couldn't get out. And so they kind of, you know, the two boys just kind of looked at each other and decided, hey, we need to go save her. You know, there was kind of a group already congregated there, but no one was really moving. No one was really uh, entering the waters to try and save her. So they just jumped right in and uh, they got to her, got her back to safety. And according to the assistant fire chief, uh, the woman seemed to be okay on site and as far as they knew, was expected to make a full recovery. The two boys were perfectly fine, no injuries, and everyone came out alive and well. That is bravery at its finest right there. It's really awesome to see because, you know, there's something about the fact that they're Boy Scouts too. You know, just being able to put that... Um, everything they know to use like that because they were um, life scouts and for those that don't know life scout is the second highest rank you can be um, in the boy scouts just below eagle scout so you could you know they're dedicated members to the boy scout troop and they were able to put everything they've learned and everything they know to use in that situation and I mean not to mention that it even takes a special person beyond that because you can get all the training in the world how to react in an emergency, 
But I mean, studies have shown time after time that people just freeze. Oh, absolutely. I mean, kudos to them for, you know, putting the knowledge that they know into act and then acting on it. Well, you're exactly right. And it's even like I said, there was a small, you know, there was a group already congregated at the scene, but no one was really moving. No one was really uh, making an effort to enter the waters to, to save the woman at that moment. And to be able to just look at each other and be like, we need to act because no one else is, that takes a special amount of guts and, and like you said, bravery to be able to pull that off. Excellent good news story. You know, those two can actually call themselves life savers, if you will. But that is the end of this Friday morning episode. Make sure you follow us on the Blind Boys Politics Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news. So you are always in the know. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what we're up to. Check out our Medium articles for things that are going on in the world that we do not get a chance to talk about here on the podcast. But until Monday morning, have a great 4th of July weekend, everyone. Bye, guys.